welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. How's the... uh... <laughs> How's the signal? Is everybody okay? Feed looking okay? Everybody give me a thumbs up if the signal's good and all that good stuff. I got a new little uh hotspot, Wi-Fi hotspot here. Awesome. Sweet. That is good. Um yeah, been shooting a lot. Um, and wanted to give you guys a little rundown on what is going on and first day of practice and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Um, France was good. Uh, for those of you listening, let's see. Traeger Daddy wearing the same hat. Thank you. I don't have a patch. I'm a no patch today. So... All right, um, I'm going to use this audio for a podcast, so let's officially um, let's officially start this for a podcast. So, hey, 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 everybody! Welcome back to another Knock On podcast. We're rolling, and I am in the Knock On Dojo right now with. Uh, several hundred knock-on nation friends and followers. Uh, Today was my first day shooting indoor archery again. Uh, Very interesting. I've been practicing with my hunting bow, getting the feel of those cams, and there's just a big difference. You know, a lot of people uh, kind of wonder what the best bow is if they want to shoot both. And really a great hunting bow is probably the best bow to have to shoot both. Um, Because you don't have to relearn different types of muscle memories. Uh, Today for me, I haven't got the new Hoyt target bow this year. So I'm going to just keep shooting the uh, Hoyt Prevail. I've got the 40 right now. Um, Last year I ended the season with the 37, but I'm shooting the 40 right now. Um, Poundage is in the mid 50s uh, with the SVX cams, which is a spiral type cam. Uh, Today I actually shot an arrow that um, I ended the 3D season with last year, which was the Easton Super Drive 23. Um, and I went ahead and shot that. I kind of want to have an all-purpose arrow. So I want to have an arrow that I can go uh, both indoor, 3D, um, a little bit outdoor if I want to. Um, so I kind of went with the Super Drive. Now, last year, when I stopped shooting my 3D setup, I was actually shooting this same arrow out of the Prevail 37 and the poundage was about five pounds higher. Um, And there's importance to that because today when I grabbed this 
this uh, Prevail 40 and came to shoot, um, you know, I shot fairly good, but I also um, shot pretty bad at times. Um, I struggled, to be honest with you, but I, I want to talk to you about what my goals are and were, um, etc. And also, I want to talk to you a little bit about what I learned about this arrow. And then once I started to actually go back and look at exactly what I was shooting when I set this arrow up, I realized, duh, it wasn't the Prevail 40 that I actually built this arrow for. I built this arrow for the 37 and it's about four to four and a half pounds heavier than the 40. Last year when I shot the 40, I was set it up specifically and, and shot it very, very well um, with the Easton 2315 aluminum arrow with a three inch vein. This uh, 3D arrow that I have, the Superdrive 23, is actually set up right now with the Pro Max vein, uh, which is a much shorter vein. And the point weight is quite a bit lighter than what I would normally use, uh, mainly because I was wanting to use it for 3D as well. So I kind of wanted to stay in that 280 range. Um, versus my 2315 obviously is much, much heavier and shooting way slower, not a 3D favorable arrow. Um, so what I learned today throughout my shooting at first, I thought it was just me um, and just being rusty, but the more that I shot and the more I shot and started to look at fresh paper each round, I started to realize that this arrow was not properly matched spine wise to this bow. And then that's when I realized that this arrow was really set up to shoot more poundage than what I'm shooting on my indoor bow. This is a 325 spine, which is fairly stiff for that low of poundage that I'm shooting right now. And because I have a lighter point in that arrow, the results on paper was very horizontal. And for those watching this feed right now, I'm gonna just grab my target face here. And I'm gonna go ahead and talk with you about what your target face can actually teach you because it teaches me a lot. And um, I had some, some rough arrows, but what you'll notice is um, more or less my margin of error was really left and right. It was pretty much uh, the width of the 10 ring on a Vegas face, um, which I know that throughout the day as I shot, um, I was holding and breaking a lot better than that. And there was times where I was certain that I should just have a pinhole in the center and I would have one that was grabbing an outside line. And there were times where arrows would be unexplained on the left and the right. So the more I shot, the more I started to realize these arrows were just not spined properly for my setup. Um, and there's a couple things. One, I wasn't I haven't been shooting. I'm certainly not shooting well. Um, I'm fairly rusty right now. Uh, but 
I do know that there's times where I had shots that broke really well and they would just hang on one side and then I would shoot and maybe that same arrow would just hang on the far opposite side. And no matter what I did, it just wasn't shooting really the width of say the X ring, which is what I'd like to see when my shots are breaking really well. So what I've done was I took a long break and now I'm going to come and I'm going to shoot rounds again with the arrow that I had made for this bow last year and that I know matched the bow, which was, is the 2315. And I would really have to go back through my notes to remember what point weight it is. It's probably anywhere from 200 to 220 grains in the point. And then once I get that arrow um, or make sure that that arrow is shooting better than the other arrow, then at that point, what I'm gonna do is have to start making my decision on if I do truly wanna go with this SuperDrive 23, um, do I get a different spine or do I take this spine that I have and start to try to break it down? Because I feel right now it's probably too stiff. So I'm gonna try to break this spine down uh, probably by doing two things. One, adding point weight uh, to this arrow and not worrying so much about speed, just trying to slow it down. And then getting my speed back once I start to move outside and go up in poundage with the bow that I'm shooting. Um, and the other thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a longer fletch on the back of this arrow because I'm shooting uh, 18 meters or 20 yards, I really want these bigger arrows to stabilize as fast as I can get them to coming out of the bow. Um, so the shorter veins are not gonna correct as fast as the longer veins. So longer vein, more material, more material equals more weight, more weight that you add on either end of the arrow, the more it will break that arrow down and weaken the spine of that arrow as it compares or relates to the bow that you're shooting. So there's a couple things there. And um, if you're, hopefully I'll get this podcast out before my Insta story goes away. But today I posted uh, pretty much my first 300 round on my insta story and there was i don't know several clips in um i kind of made a little post on my third end and i kind of made a little comment about are you noticing a pattern and on the third end um, i missed well i actually missed two x's on the same face it was the number three spot, so it's the last arrow that I shoot each end. And I had a very, very tight group. All the arrows were touching, but they were all touching at 11 o'clock on that spot. And I know from history of myself, um, 11 o'clock arrows that are pretty close to being out are normally due to creeping or being weak in my shot. And the reason that's important is because the number three face, if you're not in shape for shooting indoor, is gonna get sloppy if you're not used to sitting there and doing that. So by the next clip on my Insta story, I showed you an arrow that was right dead 
in the center again and said, okay, I made my correction. Here's what my correction was. My correction was recognizing that I was in fact not in shape to just rip three arrows off um, during you know a normal Vegas round type pace. So what I started to do, because I don't have a clock, is just slow my pace down. So what I did to correct myself was I would shoot my first arrow, shoot my second arrow, and then deliberately take a little bit longer. I would take a few more breaths, breathe a little bit more, load my third arrow, take a few more breaths again, visualize my shot, and then execute my shot. And I was able to get that last arrow to come tighter back into the group because what was happening was I was giving myself enough rest to be able to execute a good shot and you know, not try to make a half-ass shot, which um, <clears throat> with certain types of cams, especially target cams, um, you're just not gonna get away with doing that. And a lot of times the result is a little bit high. Now, the other thing that's important too is if you look at that Insta story, you'll notice that my first three arrows were X's and that was pretty much luck. Um, but what you'll see is I actually had shot about a half a round before I put up a, a fresh piece of paper. And the reason I did that was because one, I wanted to warm up a little bit, but I also really wanted to get sighted in. And if you notice where I sighted in on those first several shots was about five o'clock on the X-ring. So I was shooting right at about five o'clock on the X-ring, which to me is still in the X, it's still safe. My least, um, I guess the miss that I have the least is from a bobble. Um, I can't say that it hasn't happened. It does happen, but a bobble is definitely not um, my likely miss. I miss way more times from either front shoulder collapsing or aiming too long and shooting uh, without a dynamic force on the back wall. So because I know that about myself and I know that if I'm gonna make four iffy shots during a round, three of those four are probably gonna be weak shots over a bobble. So I sight in to try to help myself on what I feel like my weakness is, which is a weak shot and a creeping shot, which is why on my number three face, those three high left arrows that I had actually were able to grab the 10 ring line versus shoot a nine. So, you know, I recognize my strengths. I recognize um, my most common faults and weaknesses, and I try to play try to play that game. Um, and I guess from there, again, my paper just really told me that um, there were some very unexplained left and right arrows. I can tell you that this face um, that I'm holding up for those watching, um, it's a 300, but it's a very, very mediocre 300. Um, and I did shoot a little bit better than this scored. Um, but I can tell you from experience that if you don't have arrows really fine-tuned um, to shoot inner X's, then it's going to shoot 10's but not inner X's. And 
Really, that's a reason why over the course of the years, I've learned that I actually shoot a slightly smaller um, diameter arrow versus the super large wall arrows that a lot of people choose to shoot for indoor. They're trying to shoot the 26s and the 27 uh, diameter arrows in order to grab lines. However, what I've found is I actually shoot much better X counts with a 23 or a 24 series arrow because I'm able to get that arrow to spine a little bit better to match the types of poundages that I shoot personally on my indoor bows. Um, and a lot of times I shoot low poundage. And the reason that I do that is because I know coming out of hunting season, I'm not shooting a hundred arrows a day. I'm not shooting, um, you know, five arrows at a time. And I'm really not sitting there shooting kind of thinking about a time clock and what type of pace that I need to shoot. If I'm in a hunting situation or at a camp, I'll shoot a few arrows, I'll have a few drinks, I'll chat with my friends, and it's just a completely different environment. I'm also not super, super focused on shooting inner tens. You know, I'm more worried about kill zones and just, you know, being in a heart lung rather than just sitting there and hitting very, very finite spots. So because of that, you know, I have to really pay attention to uh, playing my strengths, playing my weaknesses right out of the gate when I start training for the indoor season. Um, as it, you know, as it stands right now, I'm not really planning, I'm not planning to shoot an indoor tournament, but each and every year, even though I'm technically retired as a professional archer, um, I still like to train seasonally the same as if I were going to compete. And I really like to, um, I really like to be ready, um, not necessarily professional ready, but I like to be competition. Um, I like to be able to hold my own in my backyard if I have a friend show up uh, and we shoot for old times, or if I go somewhere to a big event and need to shoot, um, I wanna be able to represent the knock on nation at any time, um, more so than, you know, I don't expect to go out and, you know, shoot 597s, um, you know, in, in tournaments. I, I wouldn't expect that because um, I'm just, I'm not able to practice the way that I once did um, when I was 100% focused on competition. So I learned a lot today. Um, I know that I'm going to make a slight arrow change. I'm also going to make uh, a slight change to my peep diameter. Um, my peep was a little bit dark inside, um, mainly because the peep that I had in there was what I was shooting in the summertime when I was outdoors. I had a lot more lighting, so I need to slightly change my peep diameter. Um, I'm going to either, first thing I'm going to do is grab the arrows that I shot really well at this poundage last year and shoot them um, and not make any changes. And I'm going to shoot them just long enough until I'm able to get a baseline on myself and my shooting and how I'm actually doing. I want to be able to know, am I a 325x shooter right now or am i a, you know maybe i am a 315x shooter 
right now. Um, and I want to try to see if I can make a little pro progress, uh, progression from just a couple days of practice. You know, a lot of times if you've shot a lot in the past, it only really takes a few days to kind of make some quick progression towards where you left off. And then they'll, you know, you'll make a, a pretty good progression quick. And then all of a sudden the very, very finite and super detailed aspects of getting those last two or three X's, you know, that might take two or three times longer. Um, and a lot of that'll just come down from really working on that muscle memory and focus. So for me, what I'm going to do is really focus on what my goals are right now. And my goals are going to be to try to find a combination that I'm super comfortable with. And then also I'm going to really try to continually up my better shots each round. And what I mean by that is today I shot uh, for quite a while, but, uh, and I did shoot a 300, which I shared with you guys on the Insta story. Um, however, out of that first 300 that I shot, I remember one, one shot where I literally told myself that felt perfect. That was that was it there that that's the exact shot that i want it was one time um so i'm gonna try to which that should be pretty easy to beat tomorrow um which is good because i'm gonna i know i'm gonna accomplish a goal uh but yeah the next time i go i'm gonna say okay um you know i want to i want to make twice as many good shots let me see if i can find two and I'm gonna next time I'm gonna see if I can find four. The next time I'm gonna see if I can find eight. And that's what I'm gonna work on is finding my good shots and trying to really remember what those good shots felt like. Um, it's very, very common for uh, people who are in sports that do it all the time to still be above average, 100% just based off muscle memory. Um, but there is a huge difference between that person versus the same person when they're super polished. Right now, I would say that I have a pretty sharp edge, and if I pull it hard enough, it'll cut, but I want to really fine-tune and hone that sucker down to where don't even get close to it or it's going to cut you. That's what I want, and it'll take a little bit of time. Um, you know, grinding out the, the thick stuff and the big stuff off the start. Uh, normally you can do that pretty fast, but when it comes to putting in that finishing edge on there, that is something that you have to be patient on. And well, most importantly, you have to recognize that you need to be patient. Otherwise you can try to rush it and you can wreck the whole blade and end up having to start all over again. So um, I'm really not wanting to focus on my score. Today I kept putting up fresh pieces of paper to really focus on um, really judging are my arrows landing where I feel like my shots are breaking and um, they really weren't with this particular setup. So I'm gonna make a quick equipment change. I'm gonna take a rest, um, probably shoot tomorrow. 
uh, and then see how that goes. Now, I also know because I haven't shot like this for a while, there's a good chance tomorrow one of two things are probably gonna happen, which if you're an indoor shooter, this is all, I'm telling you all this stuff because I want you to be able to, um, I want you to be able to learn from it. I want you to be able to kind of look, think about what you're struggling with or maybe what your hurdles are. Um, a lot of times indoor archery is a hurdle for people it uh, there's a lot of mental blocks in indoor archery and there's a lot of barriers that people can't break through because they're so focused on the outcome and they're focused on the prize way more than the process and i would say turn that around let's focus on the process focus on the process focus on the process forget about the prize. And I found when you do that, you'll have a surprise because it'll be there without you having to consciously think about it. Um, it's all about the process. So what I'm gonna recognize about myself and what most of you out there should recognize about yourselves as well is that after you've started shooting indoor again or starting shooting league again, um, today, by the end of my first round, I was totally ready to be done. Um, I was already kind of tired and I knew I was making some weak shots. So I went ahead and made a cup of coffee, listened to a few other uh, albums, took a little rest, started again. Didn't push it too much. Now tomorrow, uh, which this is important. This is kind of where I was going uh, before I talked to you a little bit too much, I guess. Um, tomorrow, I think one of two things is probably going to happen. Okay. One is it's going to either take me a while to get going and to feel good because there's going to be small muscles that I haven't used in a while that are going to be sore. There's going to be things, there's going to be certain things that are at one pace, other things that are at another pace. So it could take me a little while to get going. The other thing is there's a very high chance that I'm going to actually burn out even faster than what I did today. So a lot of times I recognize, okay, what do I need to do when that happens? Um, normally if I get to the point where I start to feel that, um, I'm gonna not worry about this. I'm either gonna move closer to the target or I'm gonna just start going. You know, if you look, um, if you've seen any of my live feeds, you'll notice I paint a lot of different types of shapes on my targets. Um, circles and squares are two of them. Um, sometimes I, if I'm working specifically on timing and timing and break, how I'm moving, speed, all those things, I'll actually shoot on a square uh, aiming target. So what I'm doing is I'm actually allowing myself to float more within that space, which normally if you're working on timing and you're working on pulling and you're working on dynamic pulling, um, you'll 
probably have some movement in the front arm. So by me painting rectangles, it allows me to aim and still be within my comfort zone as I'm moving. And I'm just focusing on that rhythm and that count. Now, if I wanna move forward and I feel like my timing is good, I can come closer and aim at some of the smaller dots that I have on my faces and just worry about slowing my pin movement down while trying to actually maintain that speed that I worked on with my rectangles. So I'll probably come up and start working on these types of training exercises once I start to fatigue. And that may be after one 300 round, it may be halfway through, it may be much further. So depending on how far along I am uh, within that, that's really gonna determine how much movement uh, or how much practice I'm gonna do at these different distances. So recognize your strengths, recognize your weaknesses. Also be prepared that you're gonna probably have some soreness. You're probably gonna be, you're probably, a lot of times you go and you shoot for the first time and you do great, uh, better than what you thought. And then you go back expecting to be better than you thought and then maybe even some more. And then all of a sudden a lot of people may get discouraged because your body is actually not used to what you just put it through and you may see some initial regression. So um, accept that re regression, totally identify with it. If you start to feel tired, if you feel like you aren't breaking, move up close, work on some exercises. And also I'd encourage you to take just a little bit longer to, to warm up. Um, if you can do, you know, a lot of times a light jog before you shoot on the, the days where you know you're gonna have some soreness or some tiredness or a couple uh, fog foggy parts every now and then when you cross a little bridge, then um, you know, that extra little warm up time is gonna be important. Um, and then also just really, really try to limit your distractions. Uh, this morning, actually, I came in, listened to a full song. I did some stretches. I did some warm-ups. Um, really kind of tried to get my shoulders, my lats, and my pecs stretched out. Um, and then, you know, was just getting ready to start shooting. My phone went off, uh, my buddy Andy texted me something this morning and I just said, dude, I gotta go. And right then it's like, okay, I gotta put my phone on airplane mode and really knuckle down and try to focus so that I can identify things I'm doing well and things that I'm gonna need to work on. So that's my first day of practice. That's how it went and those are the things that uh, I think can be helpful for a lot of you out there. Put them to practice. Um, and I'm gonna shoot a few more days and kick out another podcast, um, kind of touching on some subjects that are fresh in my head based on my practice and what's going on. And then also uh, maybe touch on a few questions that I've seen throughout some of my last uh, Instagram posts that I've made. So. Appreciate all you watching and listening. I've got a jet. Um, I've got my good buddy in my hot spot right now. And um, 
I'm kind of thinking tonight is the night. He had a perfect wind. And man, I can tell you if, if I hadn't have done so well in the earlier part of the season, I would have been there tonight. But I am thankful for my season and I feel blessed, I feel refreshed after my trip to France. I feel like I'm ready to turn over a new page and get my training and get myself going again on targets and really just get into a training regimen. Uh, one thing my body is really missing right now is a system, a systematic training regimen. Um, so I've pretty much been on three a days right now. I've been uh, shooting, lifting twice a day and shooting. I'm gonna pr probably plan on keeping that going uh, throughout at least up until the ATA and then probably break it down to shoot either beginning or end of the day and lift at the opposite. So um, that's it. So thanks everybody for tuning in to another Knock On podcast. All right, everybody watching, that was a podcast. Hopefully the audio is good. Appreciate everything. Um, I actually need to go. I know you, there's several awesome questions here and I really appreciate you guys. I'll actually leave these questions up. I'll leave this live feed um, up on my story uh, just so I can maybe check out some of these questions and maybe touch on, uh, touch on some of these questions that you guys have asked um, maybe on a podcast this morning or tomorrow morning. Uh, but I gotta get my buddy. Uh, dropped him off this morning at six and he's probably ready to get out of there. So knock on everybody. Appreciate it very much. You guys are awesome. And gals. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. knockonarchery.com <laughs>